Welcome to the Talk of Fame Network. I got a good deal on those boys. The scouts said they showed a lot of promise. With your Hall of Fame voters. Don't act like you're not impressed. Ron Borges. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Rick Gosselin. I don't know what we're yelling about! And Clark Judge. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Go! On SB Nation Radio. Roger spins to his left. Comes underneath, and the pass is incomplete, out of bounds. Now they say complete. The official, the second one, came in and overruled the other, Jared Cook. And with three seconds left, the Packers are going to have a chance to win it. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. The first official came down the sideline and said incomplete. The official from behind the play said the catch was good, and he was right. Wow, Jared Cook, he's able, he knows where he is, and he's able to keep his feet in, and the throw that Rodgers is able to make, moving to his left. Unbelievable. Unbelievable is right. I mean, here we are days later. Goose, I, I still can't get that image out of my head. I mean, you were there. You saw it. You wrote it. Do you believe it? Nothing Aaron Rodgers does surprises me. I, I told Wayne Larrabee, the radio voice of the Packers before the game, that Green Bay's chance was Rodgers. It's a quarterback's game. The Packers had the best quarterback in the game, and Rodgers is playing the best quarterback of his life. And that's why these guys get the $100 million contracts, and Aaron Rodgers is worth every penny the Pack pays him. You know, it's funny, when he threw that ball, I was sure he was out of bounds. We're talking about Jared Cook, and he also threw it against his body, which made it even tougher. But he completed it. Somehow they completed a great catch, great throw. Goose, I mean, we talk about Hall of Fame all the time on this show. Where does this go in your Hall of Fame clutch catches? Well, there's a cast system. There are great catches in the Super Bowl, like David Tyree. Great catches in the conference title games, like Dwight Clark. And great catches in the conference semifinals. The bigger the game, the bigger the catch. So lump this one into that third category. How about you, Ronnie? Well, the biggest catch I can remember uh, really in my lifetime was when I was playing center in high school and they they had everybody line up to my right and I broke into the end zone (laughs) and there it was coming right toward me. And then the other guy caught it. Didn't quite work out the way we had hoped. You're going to say the biggest catch you ever made was your wife. <laughs> well, that's for sure. You got that one. That goes without saying. But I better say it. You know, well, to me, look, how many catches have names? You know, for me personally, it's hard to beat the immaculate reception. I mean, that was, wasn't in the Super Bowl, but it uh, certainly launched a dynasty, uh, the Steelers dynasty. Uh, the Raiders win that game as, they, as God intended. Uh, you know, then, then they, they might have well had the same sort of dynasty, but didn't work out. So to me, if you give it a name, uh, like the catch or the immaculate reception, uh, that puts it over the top. But that was one great catch and uh, and a good throw. And I and I and I know you guys may be aware of this, but apparently they they practiced that very. I'm so tired of hearing this. They practiced. That's what the Patriots tell us. We practiced it on Wednesday. But supposedly they practiced that play on Wednesday, and he went out of bounds. <laughs> uh, and really, you know, and and he and and you know they all sort of pointed out what had happened. So. Uh, it just shows that uh, <laughs> practice pays off. Well, that sounds like a familiar story because the How one. How come they screw up and say, you know, we practiced that and it worked every time in practice, but yeah, I well, choked in the game. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it sounds like a familiar story because I've heard it before. I heard it from the 49ers after the catch. I mean, Dwight Clark said he and Joe Montana practiced it all the time, and often it was incomplete. So that's what I go with. You talk about a name, I'm going with a catch. I mean, it, yeah. 
ended one dynasty, began another, and uh, then there's that Santonio Holmes uh, catch in the Super Bowl 43, I guess it was, Goose, and, that, and I think you think that was one of the greatest catches in championship game the, history, the, uh, and, and, or maybe David Tyree the year before. Anyway, it's up there, but I, I think this catch isn't really in there because, Goose, I agree with you, there's a, there's a, a sort of cast system here, and this one's in the third one. Um, Goose, on the other hand, however, <laughs> finished Dallas. Uh, has reality sunk in there yet? Yeah, it sunk in about 7 o'clock Sunday night. You know, this franchise and its fan base has become accustomed to heartbreak. The Cowboys haven't played in an NFC title game since 1995. Twice the Cowboys have been the NFC's top seed in the last 10 years, and twice they failed to win a playoff game. They've won only twice in the playoffs in the last 20 years. So the surprise is when they win, not when they lose. No surprise today that we've got some very good guests ahead of us. And uh, I'll start with Hall of Fame pass rusher Chris Dolman, who's going to give us insight into some of the offensive linemen who are on this year's Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, we're going to have Hall of Fame quarterback and now voter, yes, voter, Dan Fouts, uh, to pay his last respects to the San Diego Chargers and uh, offer his thoughts on the Hall of Fame class of 2017. In addition, another Hall of Fame voter, Jeff Legwell from ESPN.com, who's a frequent visitor on here. He's going to be here to tell us what's going on with the Denver Broncos in the hall, or more correctly, what isn't going on. There are only four Broncos in the hall, and maybe he can change that this year. But anyway, we're going to have those three with us. But let's get back, guys, to what's happening now. And, of course, you know, what's happening now, Aaron Rodgers is what's happening every day, any day. People want to put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow and crown him the greatest quarterback ever, except, uh, well... Except he still has to get past Atlanta this weekend. So, Gooseman, Kenny, and Willie. Well, definitely bet the over in this one. N neither team plays much defense. Ryan was the game's best quarterback over a 17-week season, and Rodgers was the best quarterback over the final eight weeks of the season. As, as much as I respect what the Packers accomplished in Dallas, Atlanta will be an even greater challenge. You know, Rodgers will be again without his top receiver Jordy Nelson and I don't think the Packers have anyone who can cover Julio Jones so give the edge to the Falcons. Okay Ronnie where do you think this game's going to be decided? Well for me I, I think it's in the Packers secondary I see no evidence that they can stop Julio Jones, Matt Ryan uh, or the Falcons passing attack uh, they couldn't stop Des Bryant he's yesterday's news uh, you know they have uh, they got injuries, they got backups playing they don't really have a terrific pass rush which you'd need in the situation there and I think their secondary is struggling and you know, can Aaron Rodgers play corner? Then they got a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clark, I think it's going to come down to turnovers. I think one quarterback will turn the ball over twice, once on an interception, once on a sack fumble. The team that steals those two possessions will win the game. And keep an eye on Atlanta middle linebacker Deion Jones. He scored two touchdowns on interceptions this season and also picked off Russell Wilson last weekend. Well, Goose, you know, it's funny. Um, I heard Ronnie and you talking earlier about Aaron Rodgers, and, and uh, you were saying, you know, can he play cornerback? Or Ron said, can he be cornerback? Uh, you know, with all the uproar over him, people tend to forget that's a pretty good quarterback and an MVP candidate, maybe the MVP winner, on the other side of the line of scrimmage. Um, so what, what should people know about Matt Ryan? We should know he's a likely MVP. There have been 19 offenses of NFL history that scored 500 points in a season. And the quarterback of those offenses have been the MVP 15 times. Ryan presided over the only 500-point offense this season, the only one in the NFL. He's your MVP favorite. Matty Ice. Yes, sir, boys. Boston, College Boston, Boston College. Colleges. Yeah, and local boy. You know? But, you know, he's also, uh, there's no quarterback in NFL history who won more games uh, in his first five seasons than, uh, than Matt Ryan, either 56, which, you know, never no one really thinks about it because... 
They haven't gone on yet to win championships or be in the championship game. But, hell, this is a guy who even won at Boston College where they have trouble beating Temple. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, amazing. As Goose points out, he's running this highest-scoring offense in football. The, the one thing about it, and, and Goose talks about it a lot, you know, is history points out that good defenses tend to shut down these super high-scoring offenses. Uh, but I just don't think the Packers have that kind of defense. Yeah, I don't either. I, you know what, guys? I like the over. I agree with you, Goose. Can't score enough points in this game. Um, but let's go to your backyard, Ron. Pretty good quarterback duel there. Except yes. uh, Tom Brady. That beat your Tom Brady. He owns the Steelers. He's 9-2 and two against them. 5-1 and one against Mike Tomlin. 26 TDs. Three interceptions. Oh, boy. I mean, you keep going on. He beat them this year. Has a run of six straight 100-plus passer ratings. It hasn't been intercepted by the Steelers since when? 2005. So, Ron, a lot to overcome. Does Brady reach his seventh Super Bowl? Well, certainly you'd have to be leaning in that direction. Uh, I don't think this year's game means anything because he beat uh, you know, Landry Jones and not uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And the wild card to me is that you know this is the first time in the playoffs that Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell have all been on the field at the same time, and that's a lot of weapons to, uh, to deal with. Uh, I think it's a tall order. But, you know, Brady's presence almost without fail makes some Steeler lose his mind at right. some point during the game, you know. They'll do, whether it's Joey Porter or James Harrison or whoever, it is, or Troy Polamalu, we can go back as far as you want. <laughs> Somebody loses their mind and does something completely stupid. You know, the, the, the defense is called, and I'm supposed to cover Clark Judge, and all of a sudden I decide, I think I'll go for Goose. <laughs> I would. You can't cover me. You yeah, cannot Clark Judge cover me. down the field, you know. He's wide open. Everybody says, what happened? Oh, I don't know. I, I thought Goose was the man. Goose you know, that, the man. They do it over and over again, and why would they stop now? Goose, because you're the man. Quick question. Six straight conference championship game for the Patriots in a salary cap era. How great an achievement is that? Ranks four games behind that 10 consecutive title game appearances by Paul Brown and Otto Graham with the Browns in the 40s and 50s. Yeah, last I checked, that wasn't a salary cap era. Okay, we that mentioned Hall of Fame era. catches. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Hall of Fame linemen. And they're four on offense in the class of 2017 finalists. When we return, this is the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to Geico. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Little Caesars has five hot and ready items at only five bucks each. Choose from a large hot and ready classic, eight-piece Caesar wings, four 20-ounce beverages, family-sized bacon cheddar-loaded crazy bites, or new family-sized cinnamon-loaded crazy bites. It's a deal so great, even my newborn is excited. What's that? She just said cinnamon-loaded crazy bites? Her first words. 
$5 hot and ready deals only at Little Caesars at participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. And now, Geico saving stories. Nikki Peasley was happily married to Scott. However, something between them changed after Scott spent 15 minutes on Geico.com. Constant gifts, chocolates, flowers. Like he discovered a cash tree. Cash tree, indeed. Unbeknownst to Nikki, Scott had saved hundreds of dollars on their car insurance by switching to Geico. His gifts never stop. Geico, spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be gifted to you. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. If your computer runs slowly, let's face it, who doesn't? Go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, yeah, minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up and clean out what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper. The entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number, or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Hey, Ronnie, uh, I see you raising your hand. You got something to say over there? Yeah, you know, you, you brought up this whole salary cap issue, which I've heard ad nauseum about how difficult it is for the poor coaches and general managers who now have to function under this terrible salary cap restrictions, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and to me, we continue to leave out the flip side of the discussion, which is back in the day, you couldn't just go buy Herb Adderley. And when you need a corner like the Patriots did a few years ago with Daryl Revis, you know, it didn't work like that. You could get Herb Adderley when his career was shot, but you weren't going to get him as a prime player or a quarterback or anything else. So I think there's another side to this uh, salary cap era uh, that needs to be explored a little bit. Let me also touch on that. The, the Packers are about as pure an organization as it comes. They don't get involved in free agency. Since Reggie White, they really haven't been involved in free agency. They don't sign free agency. They draft well. But they did sign Jared Cook this year in free agency. They needed a tight end. And without Jared Cook, Cowboys are playing in Atlanta this week. Yeah, and, and to, Ron, to me, Ron, the flip side is, you, you know, you can keep Herb Adderley. You can keep Willie Wood. You can keep Willie Davis. You just hoard your players. The 49ers could keep Steve Young, Steve Bono, Joe Montana on the team. Nobody else got him. You can keep him, so you hoard your riches. You have the very, very rich and the very poor. You're right, and I and I think, and you guys know this, but for some of our listeners who maybe don't totally understand the way this thing works, there's a cap, but there's really no cap if you know what you're doing, especially now, as big as it's gotten. Early on, I think it was, uh, you know, they didn't know all the ins and outs of it, and it was a little more uh, difficult to manage. Uh, but now the number is so big, you can do whatever you want. You want to keep a guy you can keep them. And if you want to make an excuse to get rid of them, 
like Goose would like to do with me, he could just <laughs> make up a salary cap excuse and say, you know, we love Ron, but, you know. Sorry, cap casualty. Cap casualty, exactly. Well, you know, so they get rid of the detrius. Love that word, the detrius, and they keep the people they want. You know, but yeah. Patriots do it all the time. Well, uh, one of the guys the Steelers want today, of course, and need is Antonio Brown. But if you could get rid of him, Goose, after that video that he put on Facebook, seventeen-minute <laughs> video, what, what do you think the chances are that? He live streams Sunday's game in Foxborough. I think if he wants to, he can do it. He's one of the stars. He's one yeah. of the players this league promotes. Now, if he was a offensive lineman, he'd probably get suspended and fined. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> been some talk about bulletin board stuff. I don't care about that, Goose, but what I do care about is a player betraying his coach's trust. If you're Mike Tomlin, what do you do? Nothing to alienate your star receiver as he prepares for the biggest game of his life. I think Tomlin will tell him, <laughs> please don't do it again, and leave it at that. And that's why he's Dr. Data, smartest man on the planet. Okay, let's move on to some Cut right to it. <laughs> Cut right to it. Uh, they didn't betray anybody's trust, and that's our class of 2017 Hall of Fame candidates. We have 15 modern era candidates, including four offensive linemen. And we dealt with safeties last week, and there are three of them, including senior candidate Kenny Easley. Uh, but the largest group, and Ron, you're presenting Kenny Easley, the largest group is the offensive linemen, where we have guard Alan Fanica, center Kevin Mawai, and tackles Tony Baselli and Joe Jacoby. Ron, I'll start with you. Can you stack them for me in terms of the likelihood of their making it to Canton this year? Yeah, I think so, and it's changed a little bit uh, from what I would have told you a couple months ago. Uh, right now, I think it's uh, Mawai, Fanica, Jacoby, and... Uh, uh, Baselli, I just think there's been this groundswell from Maui, uh, both from amongst voters and from coaches that had him and coaches that coached against him, to, which to me has been quite astounding. I think Jacoby has a little edge, you know, because he's coming back and he got a lot of support last year and a lot of people are asking that Redskins argument, you know, how come there are so few Redskins in there from that great Super Bowl team that Joe Gibbs had. And Fanica has got the resume and, and Boselli unfortunately has a longevity issue. I'd go Jacoby, Baselli, Maui, and Fanica tackles always have the edge it's the impact position on the line then centers then guards we point out that mike webster uh was picked as a 75th anniversary team center he waited two years if he has to wait two years i doubt kevin Maway is a first ballot hall of famer as far as the guards go shields 12 pro bowls waited four years little weighed waited eight delamalier 13 grim 14 I'd be surprised if they if they rush uh, Fanick in in second year. Well, Gooseman, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the tackles because we've had a left tackle inducted in four of the past five years. So does that mean that we should count on, A, either Joe Jacoby or Tony Baselli getting in, or B, could they cancel each other out because they played the same position? Well, I think the clock is ticking on Jacoby, and I think the committee sensed that a year ago when he made the cut to 10. This is his 19th year of eligibility. He's running out of time. I think he's a strong contender to be in the class of 2017. And this is the first time Baselli's been in the room. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but I think the length of his career will work against his chances for first ballot selection. Yeah, well, I, I, I tend to think that, Clark, you're on to something there because I think a lot of times this is what happens to these positions where guys start, okay, uh, I like Jacoby and, and you like Buscelli. And, and, and with the offensive linemen, I think it's worse. Where the other positions, uh, you know, you got to separate, you know, corners from safeties. But I think a lot most people, not Dr. Data, but, but most people, you know, they lump them all together, linemen or linemen. You know, right. so, okay, I want to vote for this lineman. I'm not going to vote for this lineman. I can't vote for four linemen. And they end up all getting 
you just enough votes to maybe make it to 10 but not get much further. So Well, it's uh, sort of like what Baselli told us last week. I mean, because of no stats, it's very difficult yeah. to decipher the difference between these guys or among these Yeah, guys. I think you're going with other people's opinion, coaches. Uh, you know, yeah, in, in, right. in my case, I tend to talk to coaches that coach against them. I think they oftentimes will give you the fairest sort of assessment of it all. You know, if I just went off of that, quite frankly, it would be uh, Baselli and Maui wow. and then everybody else. But, but you're sure well, not going to put in four linemen. That's no, for sure. No. So then, the, the, the most decorated guys are Fanica and Mawai, but they're on the inside, and and it's tough to get through there. I mean, Goose mentioned that. I mean, one of the most qualified candidates I've seen is joining the board is Will Shields. You know, twelve-time Pro Bowler in fourteen seasons, seven-time All-Pro, never missed a game. Yeah, it took him four tries as a finalist before he got in. I mean, that's to me, that's not a good sign for Fanica because he's in his second year as a finalist, and certainly for Mawai because he's in his first. So. Uh, I mean, bottom line question: Do either of these guys make it now? You know, that's a that's a that's a good argument and a good question. You know, uh, I thought one of the things that worked against Will Shields, which doesn't necessarily apply to these guys, except but, although it probably would to Fanica. Uh, now that I think about it, I I think a lot of people looked at Will Shields and said, "Oh, you know, he's definitely a Hall of Famer," you know, but not the, you know, but but and he's going to get in, you know, but 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 we should put these couple guys in there first because Will's always going to be there and just going to slide in, you know, in the great fear. I think the three of us had was that all of a sudden you're going to look up seven years from now and he still wasn't in. Uh, and maybe Fanica faces uh, that same kind of possibility where everyone's nodding their head yes, but they're checking other boxes. Yeah, remember, there are only five slots. I'd be surprised if we have two of anything in this class, safeties, tackles, wide receivers. There are 14 players vying for those five spots, and I think you're going to see a, a spreading of the wealth in this class. Well, Goose, man, we, we've said this is a year when someone's going to sneak in as a wild card. Who's the dark horse here? I mean, a year ago, Jacoby caught some unexpected momentum. Is there someone here to watch as, as a dark yeah, horse? Yeah, I think the clock is ticking in Morton Anderson's candidacy. He's the only two-time All-Decade selection among the finalists. He's the all-time leading scorer. I think he's the most deserving candidate on this ballot but there's little regard for kickers in this room. Best available Spartan, Ron. Best available Yeah, Spartan. exactly. It's unbelievable. If he cooked for Michigan, you never would have heard of him. <laughs> well, you yeah, heard about the offensive alignment this year's Hall of Fame class. Up next, someone who can grade them from the other side of the ball. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. This is Alan Fanica, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Little Caesars has five hot and ready items at only five bucks each. Choose from a large hot and ready classic, eight-piece Caesar wings, four 20-ounce beverages, family-sized bacon cheddar-loaded crazy bites, or new family-sized cinnamon-loaded crazy bites. It's a deal so great, even my newborn is excited. What's that? She just said cinnamon-loaded crazy bites? Her first words. $5 hot and ready deals only at Little Caesars at participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. 
Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms of Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by GEICO, where just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, yeah, minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up and clean out what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Our first guest was one of the greatest pass rushers in NFL history. Chris Stolman had 150 and a half sacks during his 15-year career, the sixth most of all time. He was voted to eight Pro Bowls, led the NFL with 21 sacks in 1989, and was named to the 1990s NFL All-Decade Team. His final honor, of course, came in 2012 when he was elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So he knows about rushing the passer and a little something about those left tackles who protect the passer. One reason we asked him to join us today. Hey, Chris, Chris Dolman, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I truly appreciate being in you guys' presence today. Not as much as we appreciate you. <laughs> who's, the best, who's the best pass blocker you ever faced? Gary Zimmerman. And uh, Gary Zimmerman, for the simple fact that we spent, I think, seven years together in uh, Minnesota practicing, playing uh, playing with each other, then all of a sudden uh, the tides turned and I had to play against him. Awesome, awesome player. Did you own him? <laughs> you know what? The first time... Um, we played him, it was up at Kendall, uh, no, it was, uh, I was in Minnesota, he was playing at, um, up in Mile High Stadium, he was, went to Denver, and I tell you, it was probably the most pressure I've ever felt going into a game, because, you know, they have a great, you know, quarterback in John Elway, and I'm playing against myself basically in a mirror, someone, you know, you did drive and reach one-on-ones together, and you did, you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours of just practicing against each other. And, you know, I just knew that I had to be big that day to, uh, for our team to have a chance and for our team to, to win the ball game. And I, I was able to, um, you know, figure out how I could get there. I got two sacks against him, and uh, we won the game. So it was a big day. That's a good start, I would have to say. Uh, as you know, Chris, this year there's two left tackles on the uh, Hall of Fame mm-hmm. ballot, Joe Jacoby and Tony uh, Baselli. Uh, Jacoby was the NFL All-Decade Team of the 80s and Baselli of the 90s. You played against them both. Uh, in your opinion, do either or both belong in the Hall, and uh, why or why not? You know what? Um, if I had to pick one, I would go with Joe Jacoby. 
And just for the simple uh, fact that Joe Jacoby lined up against Lawrence Taylor, you know, tw- uh, two times a year. Uh, you know, when he played Dallas, he's always had to play, uh, you know, either Charles Haley or, you know, one of the great defensive ends is coming from that side of the, that side of the, uh, that side of the ball. You know, his works, you know, speak for itself. I mean, he spent, you know, this is the 19th year of eligibility, and if we don't recognize him now, when are we going to recognize him? Good question. Now, we're speaking with Hall of Famer and Joe Jacoby fan Chris Dolman on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at TalkOfFameNet. And, and Chris, from where you played and what you saw, what makes a great pass protector? There's two types. Um, one, there's a puncher and reset type of guy. So I would look at Willie Rofe, who would sit back there, and he want to stop your momentum, then reset, then stop your momentum, reset you, and, and hmm. play like that. Then there's the then there's the guy who is, you know, the counter puncher, the little bit more patient player who will allow you to make that move first. Then he locks in on you and able to, you know, either run you past the quarterback or run you down inside to the guard. You know, the, those are the type of guys that makes it very, very difficult. You know, Joe Jacoby. You know, he had a long body. The guys who gave me the most trouble were very athletic guys. You said, well, how is, you know, Joe Jacoby, you know, known as a very athletic guy? Well, you know, he, his feet and the way he kept his butt to the quarterback, you know, was the perfect position to keep that defensive end trying to get him upfield and coming underneath or trying to get him down inside close to that tackle and work around uh, that guard and work around the, the corner of so his protection and that type of protection is very, very difficult to beat. And he was such a long body. I mean, you know, you think you're passing, all of a sudden, boom, he gives you a little push and knock you off line. Chris, you also played against two left tackles who were Hall of Fame semifinalists but were eliminated in the cutdown of 15, Chris Hinton and Mike Ken. Mm-hmm. How do you compare uh, those two to Jacoby and Baselli, and do you have a favorite of those two? That's a great question. Uh, I, I tell you what, um, out of the four – um, I would tip my hat to uh, Chris Hinton, but I love Mike Ken because Mike Ken was a prototype tackle. When he came out, and I think it was might have been in 78, uh, everybody wanted a, that tackle like him. Joe Jacoby is the same body style. So all four of the guys that are listed are, are great tackles. The thing that I liked about Chris Hinton Chris Hinton was uh, a pro bowler or all pro at, you know, every position on that offensive line except center. So he either made the pro bowl or all pro. And that's, you know, that is truly the work of a great offensive lineman because I played against him when he was at guard. I played against him when he was at right tackle, left tackle. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's just a stout, stout player. And once again, you know, I say all four of these guys are great players able to get himself in a position where it just keeps you off balance. And a lot of these guys, you know, if you look at them earlier in their career, they always started off either at um, some other power position or tight end. When I say a power position, like a fullback, or they had outgrown that position, or they were a tight end that outgrown that position, and they moved to offensive linemen. So they all had really, really good feet going into it. So... You know, I look at these group of guys, you know, Mike and Chris Hinton, you know, Tony Baselli, Joe Jacoby, they all have that, that similar 
makeup that made them, you know, made them, you know, uh, NFL uh, semifinalists and finalists. Now, obviously, you know about the more about this than uh, uh, probably anybody on earth. What makes a great pass rusher? You know, well, I don't know if I know anything about you know that much about it, but I, I think one of the things that make a great pass rusher, and uh, I, I, there's got to be a certain hunger, there's got to be a certain uh, mentality, there's a more of a hunter mentality. When you step out on the field, you knew that you know the quarterback is someone that you have to harass from start to finish. And you have to be able to put him on his back. You have to be able to get in his face. And you can't use, well, they're double teaming. They got it tight into my side. You got to figure that out. You have to figure that out. And, you know, the way they're throwing the ball today, I mean, you know, I would, gosh, I, I, I would just love the opportunity to, to, you know, rush the passer, you know, 50 times during the course of a game. I mean, you know, your conditioning becomes one part of your, your, uh, your regiment. And the second half is just being able to have something that you can go time and time again to create that energy to get to the quarterback, just where your part, where your offensive lineman down. So, you know, I, I think that's one of the, the tenacity, the ability to want to hunt and, and not being satisfied. I mean, I look at Bruce, I look at Reggie and Kevin Green, those guys. They were never satisfied. They were always rushing the passer. Hey, Chris, we've got about a minute left here, a little bit less than that. But um, speaking of sure. pass rushers, there's a good one on this year's ballot. That's Jason Taylor. I mean, like you, he played 15 years. Like you, he ranks in the top 10 in all-time sacks. Like you, he excelled at the strip sack. What are your impressions of him, and have you watched him? I know JT very well. Um, you know, JT is from Pittsburgh, so he watched me when I was at the University of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and it was, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to, to kind of come full circle he has grown into a great player. He didn't go to a big school, but he figured out his niche very quickly. And that's the difference between, you know, a player that has success, you know, early in his career or the one to get it the mid-stride of his career or towards the end. I mean, that guy recognized that, hey, look, I can do this here. We have the same body type. We have the same size. Um, I think it might be a little bit heavier than he is. You know, let me use what athletic ability I have to get to the quarterback. So, you know, when I think of JT, I see him running after the ball. I see him chasing the quarterback from one sideline to the other sideline. And I also see him, you know, every once in a while, he's a good enough athlete where they drop him off in the, you know, zone uh, coverage, you know, either hook to curl or to the flat. And he's, he's gotten a few interceptions in his day. Hey, Chris, we got to go. But uh, thanks so much for the time. And hope we see you this summer in Canton. Well, you will. And uh, I wish you all well. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. That was Hall of Fame pass rusher Chris Dolman. Up next, why Jason Taylor belongs in the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Jason Taylor, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Geico presents Unanswerable Questions. Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or the big one. Why doesn't everyone switch to GEICO and they could save 15% or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to GEICO and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups. GEICO, the answer to savings. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, 
fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Little Caesars has five hot and ready items at only five bucks each. Choose from a large hot and ready classic, eight-piece Caesar wings, four 20-ounce beverages, family-sized bacon cheddar-loaded crazy bites, or new family-sized cinnamon-loaded crazy bites. It's a deal so great, even my newborn is excited. What's that? She just said cinnamon-loaded crazy bites? Her first words. $5 hot and ready deals, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then we're tired. Get out. Hey, Ron Borges. Yeah, sir. You know what it means? Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Man, I saved some money 15 minutes ago. I don't know about you. Smart man. Means you should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Listen to Ron. Go there. You also should go to MyCleanPC.com because if your computer runs slowly, let's face it, I mean, whose computer doesn't? That's where you go. MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up and clean out what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hey, guys, uh, apropos of nothing, I don't know if you were watching or listening, but uh, on Fox last week, uh, Joe Buck he put Jason Witten in the Hall of Fame again, <laughs> while uh, on NBC Sunday Night, Mal Michaels nominated James Harrison for the Hall of Fame. Now, listen, I, I know it could happen with Witten, and it probably is not going to happen with James Harrison, but Goose, what's the rush? Self-justification on the part of the networks. With 22 Hall of Famers playing in every game, every weekend, how can anyone not watch these games? So Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and Joe Buck and Jim Nance will readily crown anyone and everyone who makes a play a Hall of Famer in a bid to stymie that shrinking viewership. Stymie. Unfortunately, none of those guys have a vote in this process. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and they're also playing. These guys are playing. Uh, uh, you know, I, I just I don't get it. But anyway, um, at least the guys we nominate on this show, um, A, are, they're a Hall of Fame worthy, and B, like Jason Witten and James Harrison, they retired. As in former Dolphin great Jason Taylor, whom Ron pushed for entry this week on our website. That'd be talkoffamenetwork.com. And Ron, not going to waste any more of your time. Get to it. The floor is yours. Well, the odds of becoming an NFL Hall of Famer uh, are as long as the odds of being hit by a meteor. And the odds of becoming a first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer are even longer. So the latter is what former Dolphins defensive end Jason Taylor will be up against next month as a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Despite ranking seventh all-time in sacks, the 139 and a half, the odds for him will be even a little longer than most because only four modern-era defensive ends in NFL history are first ballot Hall of Famers. Bruce Smith, Reggie White, the great Geno Marchetti, and Deacon Jones. Of the top seven sack leaders all-time, only two, Smith and White, who ranked number one and two on the all-time list, gained entrance to Canton in their first year of eligibility. And uh, our friend Kevin Green ranks third all-time with 160 sacks, but it took him nine years to reach Canton, including five times as a finalist. 
So as impressive as Jason Taylor's career numbers are, you may find it easier to have gotten to all those quarterbacks than, than to get into the mustard-colored sports jacket this summer that only Hall of Famers wear. He's a six-time Pro Bowl performer, a three-time first-team All-Pro, a member of the 1990s All-Decade team. He was twice named AFC Defensive Player of the Year. And in 2006, he was voted the AP Defensive Player of the Year when he led the NFL with 13 and a half sacks. He forced nine fumbles. He returned two interceptions for touchdowns, and he recovered two fumbles. And remarkably, that was not his greatest season. That came four years earlier when he led the NFL in sacks for the first time with 18 and a half sacks, forced seven fumbles, and recovered two. To say Jason Taylor was a disruptive force is like saying a hurricane is breezy. Taylor also set an NFL record for defensive lineman that still stands by scoring nine non-offensive touchdowns during his career, six returning fumbles. The next closest Hall of Famer has three. By the time he retired, Jason Taylor had forced 46 fumbles, recovered 29, and intercepted eight passes while missing only one game during a 10-year stretch in the prime of his career and only seven games in his entire 15-year career. When you look at those numbers, you realize Jason Taylor was knocking the ball loose on an average, on average in 36% of the games he played, a remarkable figure and a strong argument for his inclusion among the greatest players of all time. Will being one of the most disruptive defensive linemen in history be enough to join the few who became first ballot Hall of Famers? The odds are against it, but Jason Taylor has been beating the odds his entire career, so I wouldn't bet against him. Hey, Ron, the, the, the four greatest weak side pass rushers in history, Bruce Smith, Chris Dolman, Richard Dent, and Jason Taylor. Stack them for me, will you please? Ooh. Well, I think it, you know, Bruce Smith's head and shoulders above everybody, without question. But then I'll be honest with you, I saw a lot of Jason Taylor, and I have a hard time saying that anybody other than Bruce Smith was better than him. Uh, and then I think the, uh, uh, the other two you can put them either way. I like Dolman, personally, third. But Jason Taylor was could do everything. I mean, dropping coverage, kill the quarterback. I mean, that was one disruptive, disruptive player. Is he the greatest Akron Zip of all time? <laughs> I, think he, I think he definitely was the greatest Zip. <laughs> well, we're going to Zip. That's the signal that Ron won't stop there. He's running our two-minute drill today with Derek Burns, our producer, running the clock. So, guys, let's Zip. Here we go. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin called the Patriots a-holes on Sunday night. Early polling revealed 98% of America agrees. Bulletin board material or common knowledge? Who did the polling? The same folks who called Hillary in a landslide? (laughs) Uh, Neither. As Mencken once said, Ron, nobody ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American public. Should the newly crowned L.A. Chargers change their name? Don't stop with the name. Change sports. They're playing at a soccer stadium. Let them try soccer. I like it. Yes, they should. Change is good. Okay, if we're going to change their name, change it to what? Los Angeles Clippers. San Diego Chargers. (laughs) Uh, The NFL may keep divisional playoff games in prime time despite the competitive disadvantage to the late-playing team that wins on Sunday night. Will the owners vote money or level playing field? Bob Kraft will vote no. The other 31 will vote yes. Is this a trick question? I mean, money is to owners what attention is to the Kardashians. Never enough. (laughs) Speaking of money, Ravens owner Steve Buschetti uh, says he'd like to see fewer commercials during games. Who does he want to make pay for them? The owners or the players? Ron, I'm sure the owners and players alike will willingly give up 20% of the revenue. Ask Jerry Jones. Ain't happening. (laughs) <laughs> Patriots uh, coordinators Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia say they've taken their names out of consideration for head coaching jobs this year. Translation, please. 
If you're not hiring Bill Belichick, you're hiring the wrong guy out of the Patriots building. Translation, I like my chances with Tom Brady better than I do with Colin Kaepernick. Where do you stand on the Eric Fisher holding call that took the Chiefs' two-point conversion up the board and cost them a shot at overtime against the Steelers? The TV networks lost Dallas earlier in the day. They weren't going to lose Pittsburgh, too. Like they say, Ron, if you see something, say something. And the refs did. The Steelers' Antonio Brown violated his head coach's request to stay off social media by screaming his speech, asking him to stay off social media. He also violated the league's TV contract by doing so, which is of more concern to Steeler owner Dan Rooney. Neither matter will even hit his desk, nor will he care. Which is more concern? 17 minutes of video. Where's Rosemary Woods when we need her? (laughs) Speaking of Tomlin, he says he always has communication issues when playing at Gillette Stadium. Did, Did they cause the one with Antonio Brown Sunday night? Hey, the only communication issue the Steelers should be concerned with Sunday is Tom Brady whining to the refs every time he gets hit. Jeez. Yeah, they did. Because 98% of America thinks they did. That's the end of the That is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are. We have Hall of Fame quarterback and now voter Dan Fouts coming up, along with ESPN's Jeff Legwald, who, it just so happens, is another Hall of Fame voter. That's coming up in hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying out one of those standing desks. Now I have the pleasure of working without the nuisance of being comfortable. Not sure a standing desk is for me. I'm really more of a resting couch kind of guy. But there is one thing I can stand behind, and that's Motel 6 offering clean, comfortable rooms still for a great low price. Now, where did I put my sitting chair? I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. What the hell are we waiting on? Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Do you want it or not? Rick Gosselin. Do you understand there's a price to pay? And Clark Judge. Can we have fun? You're damn right. I demand that we have fun. Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO. For just 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. You probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. 
Welcome back to our number two of the Talk of Fame Network. I'm Clark, along with Rick and Ron, and we're talking Hall of Fame class of 2017. But we're not alone. Nope. As promised, we have another Hall of Fame voter with us, and that would be Denver's Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com, who, frankly, is the board's St. Jude, the patriot saint of lost causes, because his job is to try to get Denver Broncos into a hall that, for some reason, is blind to him. And I mean that. If you look it up, the Broncos have twice as many Super Bowl appearances. That would be eight as Hall of Famers who spent the greater part of their careers with them. And that would be four. Leggy, first of all, thanks for joining us. And second, I, I said the Hall's blind to the Broncos. Why? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great mystery. I mean, everybody tells you it's not you know, geographical bias, that, or they say it's not their year. I mean, there's always a sort of an explanation for it, but uh, I really don't have one. I mean, especially when you think of the players they've had that haven't even been in the room and, and never discussed, and I know that's a problem for a lot of us on the on the seniors committee is when you see the list of those players, you, you look down and you say, that guy should be, you know, under consideration, and then you find out he's never even been discussed before. You know, for the Broncos, it'd be a player like, uh, Louis Wright's never been in the room. Carl Mecklenburg's never been in the room. Obviously, Terrell Davis, a, a finalist uh, uh, again this year. And certainly, you know, you look at the class and you look at the people involved and the first timers, and you and you say it's a it's a tough go always for anybody in it. But uh, uh, when they were in the Super Bowl last year and it was their eighth Super Bowl, I think an awful lot of people around the Broncos sort of wonder, you know, what has to happen. Jeff, you got a chance for the trifecta this year, though. You got three of them on the ballot: Lynch, Dawkins, and Davis. So I want you to first stack them by worthiness, and then secondly, stack them as likely to get elected. Yeah. Well, Rick, I think you know worthiness in terms of their Bronco years is certainly it'd be Terrell Davis, uh, Lynch, and then Dawkins. I mean, Dawkins was at the end of his career. Uh, when he came, and, and the team wasn't very good, frankly, and he was sort of the lone beacon of leadership on a, on a locker room that had some tough times. So I, that's how I'd rank them in terms of their worthiness. I, you know, and then in terms of getting in, I think I'd keep them, maybe Terrell Davis on top, but then you know the other two guys are safeties, and we all know what it's like for a safety yes, in, in the finalists. But I, I get a sense there's some support for – for Dawkins and Lynch as well, but you know Dawkins' time in Philadelphia will. I'll be interested to see what kind of support that garners in the room uh, when he's discussed. Where do you stand on the uh, longevity issue, which applies to three candidates this year: uh, Terrell Davis, Kenny Easley, uh, the senior committee candidate, and uh, who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Tony Baselli. Tony Baselli. Uh, uh, where do you stand on that, and how important or not do you think it is? I mean, I think it's important. It's part of the equation. I do think in, in sort of the big picture, I think you do achieve Hall of Fame status at some point in your career. I, I don't think – I think it's wrong to assume that guys who played 12 or 13 years had reached that Hall of Fame level for all of those years. I, I think I, I, for me, I look at what, you know, what part of their careers were Hall of Fame worthy, were they championship players – were they key players? 
in, in championships. And you know, for a guy like Davis, he was a he was the key player for multiple Super Bowl wins. And you know, his postseason statistics uh, are among the best at his position in history. And then you know, then you look at his career and how it ended. And I don't, I'm not sure you can blame a guy, or I, I don't blame a guy for injury. You know, if he he was injured trying to tackle a guy on an interception, if he lets the guy score and then plays two more years and people put him in the Hall of Fame, I guess I don't understand why you wouldn't just put him in now. Then. We're speaking with Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald of ESPN.com on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at Talk of Fame Net. And, Leggy, I want to go back to what Goose asked you earlier, and that was about the safeties. Um, a, what's the possibility that Lynch and Dawkins cancel each other out? And then, B, what's the possibility that we might get more than one safety? And we only have seven pure safeties in the hall right now, but Kenny Easley's in a separate group. He's a senior candidate. So what's the possibility that we get Kenny Easley and maybe one of these guys in? I think it'll be tough, Clark. I think guys like that will split the vote. I'm not sure people can look at those final 15 and say, okay, I'm voting both Lynch and Dawkins into the final five. I, I think that's a tough go. It's like when we had the three receivers, you know, Chris Carter, Andre Reed, and uh, Tim Brown, and then even when Marvin Harrison started to come in on the end of that. When, when you've got two or three guys, they're, they're going to naturally split votes no matter what their worthiness is because everybody in the room's probably ranked the three differently or the possibility is they've ranked them differently. And I, I, I think that I think it's a problem at safety this year. I think overall it's going to be a problem at receiver moving down the road because they're going to have the numbers to get in the room, and then once they're in there, uh, it's going to be tough to deal with three and four receivers on a, on a list of final 15. So uh, I think a split vote this year certainly for Dawkins and Lynch is, is definitely a possibility. Jeff, on another position, how much do you think it hurts Davis that uh, Tomlinson is on the ballot? Yeah, I'd probably, in big picture, it probably hurts him because, I mean, Tomlinson's got, he's got the longevity and he's got the career numbers so that, you know, that's in his favor, you know, and I some people are just going to say, uh, I think sometimes people sort of favor those first-time guys they think are strong candidates. I'm, you know, I know you and I have talked. I'm not sure you're more of a Hall of Famer if you go in on the first ballot or not. You know, I think Rayfield Wright's just as much a Hall of Famer as anybody who went in uh, on the first ballot. But I know it means a lot in the in the public domain, and I, I think probably even for some of the voters. So I, I think Tomlinson certainly that could impact Davis's chances. You've been in the room, as we all have, for a couple of these Paul Tagliabue uh, war council meetings. Uh, filibusters. Filibusters, right. What are, you, uh, what are you expecting this time around? Obviously, uh, people pro and con have heard the arguments a number of times. Why do you think it's going to go down this time? I'll be interested to see. I mean, I, they've brought him. He, he's come back in pretty quickly from usually there's a bigger gap there between the last time uh, a candidate was sent out, but uh, and he's back already. You know, I, I think two things that you know, as you look at them, are both Jerry Jones and Paul Tagliabue sort of money candidates. Are, are we going to talk about how good both guys were for the business of the NFL, 
And if that's the case, then, okay, how do you decide which one was more important to the business of the NFL? And then, I, you know, I think I wonder if all this uncertainty with California impacts them, and certainly the, I know the concussion issue is going to come up because, you know, that's not anywhere near settled or people haven't really put a sort of a final discussion on on what the league knew during Paul Tagliabue's tenure and what they did about it and all of those things. So uh, I think all of those issues are going to come up. Hey, Leggy, quick question for you. We've got about 30 seconds left. We think it's a wide open field. Who's your wild card? Who's the wild card you think could sneak in here? You know, uh, on a personal level, I hope it's Terrell Davis. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I want to hear the discussion of a guy like Tony Baselli. You know, I, I, I think it will be – I think he's one of those – wild cards because he's kind of alone in his position you know what i mean you know and, and i think those are the guys you kind of always at times are a, a wild card type i don't think we have anybody like roger Worley's always the one that strikes me because i'm not sure a lot of people knew a lot about him until they heard his case in the room and then he was a hall of famer so i don't think we have one of those but i think the cell is kind of a wild card to me well we've got one of these coming up leggy it's called a commercial we got to go so thanks for the time. Hey, and we'll see you in Houston. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. That was Hall of Fame voter Jeff Legwald at ESPN.com. And Gooseman, you know, he talked about possible bias with the Broncos. You've been in that room for a long time. Is there a bias in that room against Denver Broncos? I don't know that's a bias, but I, I think it's strange. You know, Jeff did mention Randy Gratishar, another right. guy who should have been in this room. Uh, Rich Tombstone, Jackson, defensive pass rusher, should have been in this room. Even Riley Odoms, you can make a case for him. For whatever reason, the Broncos have been shortchanged, and they have been shortchanged. Okay. For whatever reason, we're coming up next with our weekly polls and San Diego without the Chargers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. This is Robert Kraft, and you're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hi, Tom Bodette. Call me old-fashioned, but I just don't get modern art. Time was, if you splattered paint on a canvas, it was called a drop cloth. Now, it's called genius. Well, something modern I do appreciate are the newly renovated rooms in Motel 6. Totally updated with all-new everything, still at a great low price. It's like modern art, only it looks good and has a point. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. And now, Geico saving stories. Nikki Peasley was happily married to Scott. However, something between them changed after Scott spent 15 minutes on geico.com. Constant gifts 
chocolates, flowers, like he discovered a cash tree. Cash tree, indeed. Unbeknownst to Nikki, Scott had saved hundreds of dollars on their car insurance by switching to Geico. His gifts never stop. Geico, spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be gifted to you. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green, the iconic cleaning formula known around the globe. Try a Simple Green product today, and if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll refund your money. Visit us at SimpleGreen.com. Simple Green. Little Caesars has five hot and ready items at only five bucks each. Choose from a large hot and ready classic, eight-piece Caesar wings, four 20-ounce beverages, family-sized bacon cheddar-loaded crazy bites, or new family-sized cinnamon-loaded crazy bites. It's a deal so great, even my newborn is excited. What's that? She just said cinnamon-loaded crazy bites? Her first words. $5 hot and ready deals, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. If your computer runs slowly... Let's face it, who doesn't? Go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Easy for me to say. Entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local, a toll-free number, or just bring your own. To see how it works, go to Grasshopper.com. If you log on to our website, that would be talkoffamenetwork.com, which we hope you do from time to time. Okay, hope you do it more than that, maybe from hour to hour. You know we run weekly polls. And Goose, you just closed the door on our latest one, which is who voters believe wins the Super Bowl, this year's Super Bowl in Houston. So let's have it. Who do they like? Well, for the first time in history of our poll, this has happened. The voters got it wrong there really is no right or wrong answer in our polls, but when we asked last week which of the final eight teams would win the Super Bowl, the vote came in overwhelmingly for the Cowboys at almost 77%. Well, eh. Cowboys got knocked out last week. Pages were next at almost 12%. Thankfully, uh, thankfully for the poll's sake, they're still alive. Goose was counting well, those votes, wasn't he, Clark? <laughs> he got counting those votes. By threes. <laughs> well, Goose, uh, I think you voted on this award, and so did you, Ron, in, um, or this poll. I did. I know I did. Who got your vote, Goose? I voted Pittsburgh. I like their offensive weapons and the pass rush. I wasn't a Ron. homer like some people. Yeah, Ron, I, I, I know the Raiders weren't in there. Who do you like? That was my write-in vote, but uh, uh, all politics being local, I learned the hard way. Uh, so I went with the Patriots. Uh, there you the go. best coach, most proven there. quarterback, the stingiest defense, and they're the healthiest. So who's going to beat them? That's Smart you man. You know, Homer I say Simpson. this. On the show from time to time. That may be the first time you said that. Write that down, the date and time down, Dirk. I was going to say, man. I agree with Ron Borch. I mean, how can you not, Goose, how can you not root for New England and Brady? I mean, if for no other reason than it means Commissioner Roger Goodell actually has to sit in on a Patriots game one and B, hand the Lombardi trophy and hold meaningless conversation with a quarterback he trashed. So give me New England. Hey, Gooseman, you have another poll on our website now, uh, and that, of course, would be 
talkoffamenetwork.com. And it has to do with first-time Hall of Fame finalists for the class of 2017. But there's a catch, and it's a good one. No LT on there because, let's face it, I mean, he's the easy choice. Right. But the others, not so much. So, Goose, same question here. Who do you like? Yeah, a lot of offensive linemen. I, I, I think, you know, Ron mentioned last time, I, I think Jason Taylor's got a good shot of being in. This, this committee loves pass rushers. This is the one pass rusher on the board. Yeah, I, I, you know, I tend to think the same. You know, if you don't have numbers, you, you know, you're really in in trouble. And uh, Jason Taylor got a ton of numbers of all types, you know, sacks yeah. and fumbles and forced fumbles and interceptions and touchdowns and doing the boogie woogie and everything. You know, he's got it all. Well, as you know, sad thing here, Ringling Brothers, Bond and Bailey. That's last week. They're closing down after 146 years as the greatest show on earth. Sad. I said on earth, not on turf, on earth. And there's a big difference because the great show I saw on earth was San Diego's Air Coriol Chargers in the early 1980s. And the Chargers, of course, they're gone from San Diego. They left last week after 56 years and headed up the 5, 405, whatever you want, to L.A. And, and uh, I mean, that's a shame. That's, I mean, I covered them. I live there. Makes me sick. This is the departure, Ron. You remember this, the Colts from Baltimore oh, yeah. made you and me sick when exactly. I was there in 84 and you just left. But, I mean, when they left, oh, it's ripped the heart out of the city and their fans. Goose, uh, let's go quickly to San Diego. I mean, your best memories of San Diego or of Eric Coriel. Well, my worst memory is that stadium. I thought it was a dump. <laughs> best memory. That's right, trying to get a new So one. did the Chargers. What, what, yeah. what, I, what I remember was that cannon. Even when you knew it was coming, that explosion just shook you right out of your chair. It did. In fact, I remember um, Tom Flores saying something one time because they always finished with, when the cannon went off, playing San Diego Superchargers. He goes, that damn song, that cannon, I hate it. Um, but I, I mentioned Eric Coriel. Um, that means, of course, uh, Don Coriel we're talking about, and he's a Hall of Fame finalist for the fourth year. And this, it seems like, well, it seems like it's a make or break year for him. Um, does he make it? I mean, he did take that big jump last year in, in going from the top 15 to the top 10, and that was the first time. And that means he's in the at least on-deck circle for 2017. But but does he make it this year? Yeah, I, I'd be surprised. You know, we all know that I'd like to see the coaches shifted into the contributor category to give them a fighting chance at election. You know, when it comes right down to it, to elect Coriel, you'd have to vote a coach over, in this case, a handful of all-decade players. And it's difficult to vote a coach who's never won a championship. Lombardi, Noel, Walsh, those guys are easy. But if you have no rings, the road is a long one. No, I agree. I've, frankly, guys, I've been surprised at his staying power. I think a lot of people look at him as an offensive innovator and all that. Uh, and he was. But, you know, the credit for that offense has gone to a lot of different people. So many different people, it's hard to keep track of anymore. Sid Gilman, and Bill Walsh, and everybody. You know? But my problem is that uh, with all those innovations that he, that he can claim, it never won him a championship anywhere. They were the number one offense in the NFL in 1980, 81, 82, 83, 85, and they won, as my uncle Blackie would have said, gagoots. Uh, <laughs> Not sure what that was. Means. They, they <laughs> never even got to a Super Bowl. But, but, right, they but, never, they, right, they got less than gagoots. They got goo. But, uh, but Goose, I want to go back to what you said. You said you have no rings. It's, it's, a, it's a long haul. It's a tough road to climb to, to get to Canton. Well, George Allen, he has no he rings. He went to a Super Bowl, as but did Mark Levy. As did, but he went there. He got there. What he did, at least got him there and had him a chance. Coriel never even got there. With but all did, the but, great offensive numbers, he never even got there. 
But did, did and, George Allen, would you consider him an innovator? With the defensive uh, mind he had with those uh, 63 Bears, yeah, that was a okay. great defense he put together. And I, I would stack that 63 Bears defense up against the 85 Bears defense. Okay, Ron, let's just go to Coriel's team. I mean, what, your thoughts on what do the Chargers lose by leaving San Diego, aside from the weather? Yeah, well... Uh, well, they don't uh, lose the weather because they go up to L.A. So they right, they'll be all right in the weather department, but... Uh, uh, Black's Beach? You know, exactly, OB, PB. Yeah. Uh, look, I grew up as an AFL guy, even though I loved Buckus and Jim Brown when I was a kid and, and saw the Giants all the time as well. But I remember 1963 waiting all day to watch the my Boston Patriots win the AFL championship, only to see Keith Lincoln and Paul Lowe trample on my dreams, 56 to 10. I hated palm trees for 10 years after that. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but if you ever saw Lance Allworth, and I know all you guys did, if you ever saw yeah, Lance right. Allworth, Right. One time in that powder blue jacket, leaping up in the air and catching a pass and flying down the field like Bambi with that high step, you know, you, you don't want to see the Chargers move. That made San Diego a legit city. The only good thing about this, and you guys touched on it, is I never again will have to hear San Diego Super Chargers. God, Great that song. song. Great Awful. song. Awful. Awful. Hey, Ron, gonna, why, was, why was Lance Holworth wearing a jacket in San Diego? <laughs> well, we're going to ask Dan Fouts about this in a couple of minutes. But to me, listen, the Chargers in the city, they, I think they were interchangeable. I mean, you couldn't have one without the other, as you mentioned, Ron. But uh, the Chargers were. They were more than a football team. I mean, they really were a local treasure. And I, I understand people didn't rally around a new stadium. But, you know, can you blame them? I mean, there's, there's a guy wrote last week, and I agree with him. If you're rich enough to own a football team, you're rich enough to build a stadium. And Dean right. Spanos didn't. And now he's Stan Kroenke's tenant. And good luck with that. Uh, Gooseman? Ron touched on uh, Lance Allworth, greatest charger. Who was oh, it? Lance Allworth. I mean, if he was playing today's game, he'd have 140 catches and 2,000 yards. Ron, you sticking with uh, Bambi? Well, it, uh, I would, but since he he picked Bambi, I, I'll say uh, the other guy that comes to mind is Junior Seau. Mm. You know, 12-time Pro Bowl player, all this, all that. A local guy who grew up in Oceanside. I mean, he was in San Diego as they come. Okay, well, that's going to do it. I like Bambi as well, Goose. Like the Chargers, we've got to move, and we're going to commercial. When we return, we're going to sit down with Hall of Famer Dan Fouts to get his take on the Chargers in this Hall of Fame class. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. GEICO presents Unanswerable Questions. Why are yawns contagious? What makes some ketchup fancy? Or the big one. Why doesn't everyone switch to GEICO and they could save 15% or more on car insurance? However, you could be a part of the answer by switching to GEICO and saving hundreds for yourself. Money you could use to purchase bottle after bottle of the fanciest of ketchups. Geico, the answer to savings. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. 
Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO. With just 15 minutes, can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com. You know something? Probably should have gone 15 minutes ago. Our next guest is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, and now, now he's one of the most notable Hall of Fame voters in Canton history. I'm talking about former Chargers quarterback Dan Fouts, who of course is a Hall of Famer. In fact, he was the first ballot Hall of Famer. But who, along with former wide receiver James Lofton, now joins the room as one of 48 voters for the class of 2017. First of all, Dan, thanks for joining us. And second, welcome to the club. Well, thank you, Clark. Uh, it's a real honor to be in the room with you guys. Um, James and I were lucky enough last year to sit in and observe what was going on, and uh, it was very enlightening, eye-opening, and um, uh, thrilling to be a part of uh, something that's so important. Well, Dan, before we get started, I want to ask you about something that's a little bit eye-opening, and that's uh, something that happened last week. You and I talked about it on the phone. And that's the Chargers leaving San Diego. Uh, you said then it, it felt like a punch in the stomach. What does it feel like now, and, and who or what, at least in your mind, is to blame for the team leaving? Well, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around, and uh, it's done. So what's the sense of, of uh, rehashing uh, the city's involvement and the ownership of the Chargers' involvement? It's just, to me, it's, it's just so unbelievable to have such a – uh, you know, of course, for me, uh, I'm biased, and I spent 15 years there, uh, and and really went through a lot of rough times, as you know, Clark. But the fans in the city of San Diego, the feeling was always that we were part of them, and they were sticking with us, and we were going to get it done, and they were going to be there with us. And now, for it all to be totally gone, and never to come back, uh, it's mind-boggling to me. I just, I, I don't think I'll ever get over it. Um, it's, you know, I've told somebody that it's like a death in the family. I don't think I'd go that far, but it's darn close. Dan, what was the best part of playing in San Diego? The weather. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the media. <laughs> that was a close fifth, yes. I'm wondering about your evaluations, Dan, of this year's class. <clears throat> it was obvious how seriously you, you were taking it last year when you were just an observer, and you mentioned that uh, you were going to try to pull Hall of Famers before you uh, went to them this year. And just wonder just what your general take is on uh, the evaluation of this year's class of candidates. Well, yeah, last year uh, when they announced at the State of the Hall that James and I would be selectors, I, I turned to the members of the Hall that were in the room, and there were quite a few, and I and I just said to him, I said, you now have a voice, and I will be polling you. Uh, if you want to participate, great. If you don't, that's fine, too. But I want you to at least have some input. And I've been receiving uh, quite a bit of input from uh, members of the hall, 
and it's interesting. It, it really uh, is. And uh, you know, there, there's some guys that are are uh, totally for the guys they played with or played against, and then there's some guys that really uh, give it a, a more of a broader look uh, as far as the future and the past of the Hall of Fame is concerned. So uh, this is an interesting class when you when you look at the you know the number of offensive linemen and the number of defensive backs. I don't think we've ever, you know, you guys would know, uh, but has there ever been this type of, of uh, ratio, uh, if you will, in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame inductees? You mean in terms of offense versus defense? No, in terms of so many offensive linemen and so many defensive yeah. backs and yeah. uh, just one quarterback, uh, a couple running backs, and a, and a couple wide receivers. It just To me, it seems uh, uh, unusual. I and mean, There's only one coach here. So, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm sure there'll be some really great debate. Yeah, oh yeah, and that's why we think it's a wide-open class. Uh, we're, we're speaking with Hall of Fame inductee, and now, of course, voter, Dan Fouts on the Talk of Fame Network. You can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com. Um, and Dan, in a little over two weeks, you're going to be in that room with Rick, Ron, and me, and Ron's going to present Kenny Easley as a senior candidate. Now, you played against him. What do you remember about him, and were you surprised to see his name on a list when he's never been a finalist or a semifinalist for the Hall before? Uh, to answer the second part of your question, yes, I was surprised, uh, just because when I think of senior candidates, I think of guys that, you know, like you say, have been finalists or members of all-decade teams uh, or, or just plain older. Uh, but having played against Kenny, I can tell you that I always thought of him as a real pain <laughs> and, and that's a compliment uh, for, from a quarterback. Uh, he was very smart. Um, he had great range, uh, great instincts, and he made plays. Uh, big hitter, big safety, uh, and all those things. So I knew at the time that um, he was somebody that I had to concern myself with if I was going to be throwing the ball over the middle or even down the sidelines because of his range. Dan, you played with a Hall of Fame receiver. Charlie Joyner, and you played with two pretty good other ones in Wes Chandler and uh, John Jefferson. How do Owens and Bruce compare to those guys? Well, that, that's, that's tough for me to compare my guys, you know, to really anybody. Uh, you know, Bruce probably is most similar to, uh, you know, maybe J.J. or uh, Wes Chandler. Uh, I don't think anybody compares with Terrell Owens uh, because of his size and, and what he presented to the defense. Maybe uh, Kellen Winslow would, would be a better analogy there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know the debate because I was in the room last year on on Owens, and I know it'll be a, a lively one again. Uh, his numbers tell me he's all, a Hall of Famer, but the intangibles tell me um, not so fast. And it's interesting, uh, when I am able to uh, address Owens, if I am, and I'll be able to tell you what the Hall of Famers think. And I think that's the real value of having James and myself in the room is that we can add just another little twist to the debates. Your coach, of course, Don Coriella, is uh, the only coach on the list this year. I'm sure that puts you in, in a, uh, not a difficult spot because you've spoken to us before about your feelings about him. But people looking from the outside <clears throat> look at uh, somebody like Tom Flores and say two Super Bowls. They look at uh, Jimmy Johnson, or they look even, uh, some people even look at George Seifert and say, how do you got to have a guy in there who never won uh, even a conference championship, and you've got multiple Super Bowl winners who have never been in the, in the room. How do you sort of evaluate those two situations? 
uh, as you think of Coriel's candidacy? Well, I think in 20 years from now, you're going to have multiple coaches with multiple Super Bowl wins, but you'll only have one Don Coriel. Uh, you only have one guy that uh, literally changed the game, uh, and you can go right back to when he first started in San Diego as to his contributions, and you guys are well aware of, of all of them. So, you know, I think that Flores and Seifert and Johnson are at this point, uh, you know, worthy of the Hall of Fame, but I think in 20 years from now, there'll be about five or six other guys that you could say the same thing about. But if you think about Coriel, you will never, ever forget him and his teams. Dan, I want to go back to uh, something you mentioned earlier. And, and that said, you said that you and James could add a twist to the debate. How vocal do you think you're going to be here? I mean, last year you had to sit and watch and observe. This time you got a chance to speak. How vocal do you think you're going to be? Well, I anticipate uh, being asked uh, my opinion. And, you know, because I've, I'm polling uh, some of the Hall of Famers that want to contribute I'm sure that there'll be guys, and you guys will want to know, hey, what do, you, what do the Hall of Famers think? And I think that's the real value of being in the room, is to just give the members a voice and, and also to hear their side of the story on each guy. Dan, is Kurt Warner a Hall of Famer? I, I think that's going to be an interesting debate, because it, it's similar to uh, the Coriel argument against Super Bowl winners. Um, I mean, Jim Plunkett, uh, his story... Uh, rivals that of, of Kurt Warner's in a way, uh, you know, the ups and downs. But, you know, Plunkett's got two Super Bowls. Uh, Kurt has one. So it, it, it goes back to that. I mean, the, the Warner story is fantastic. Uh, and so I think for that reason, uh, everybody likes a good story, and, and he certainly is worthy of being in the Hall of Fame because of it. Hey, Dan, as always, thanks for the help. And you know what? We're going to see you in Houston. Look forward to it. My pleasure, guys. I can't wait to see you all. Thanks. Thanks. That was Hall of Fame quarterback and now voter Dan Fouts. Gooseman, you like having Hall of Fame players in the room as voters now? Yeah, initially I had reservations, but I think the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I hope they rotate these guys in and, and get other Hall of Fame, maybe give them two-year terms, let other guys sit in the room and actually see how the process works. I think there'd be less complaining then. Okay. Well, up next are Renai Game Changers and why Ron doesn't mind trash talk. This is the Talk of Fame Network. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Nikki Peasley was happily married to Scott. However, something between them changed after Scott spent 15 minutes on Geico.com. Constant gifts, chocolates, flowers. Like he discovered a cash tree. Cash tree, indeed. Unbeknownst to Nikki, Scott had saved hundreds of dollars on their car insurance by switching to Geico. His gifts never stop. Geico, spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be gifted to you. Little Caesars has five hot and ready items at only five bucks each. Choose from a large hot and ready classic, eight-piece Caesar wings, four 20-ounce beverages, family-sized bacon cheddar-loaded Crazy Bites, or new family-sized cinnamon-loaded Crazy Bites. It's a deal so great, even my newborn is excited. What's that? She just said cinnamon-loaded Crazy Bites? Her first words. $5 hot and ready deals, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. 
Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works at grasshopper.com. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyClean software to clean up and clean out but maybe slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Talk Fame Network's also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's <laughs> phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper.com. In case you missed it, we're talking about the Chargers. Uh, they're going to move from Qualcomm to StubHub, at the StubHub Center in Carson outside of L.A. Holds 30,000 max, although uh, people... We've been there. Tell me it's closer to 25,000. But anyway, StubHub Center is going to host the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl this Saturday with friend of the show, Mike Martz, coaching one side, and Hall of Famers Jackie Slater, Andre Reid, and Daryl Green, as well as Hall of Fame semifinalists, Tory Holt, part of the coaching staffs. Clark, there are no Spartans in the game, so I won't be watching. And no, I'm not talking San Jose State Spartans. <laughs> well, I saw the lineup of coaches. To be honest, I, I think I'd rather see these guys than the Chargers. More talent, <laughs> less angst, at least for me. And speaking of talent, talent, yeah. It's time for overnight game changer of the week. Gooseman, where are you going? Speaking of Spartans, I'm going with Le'Veon Bell, who carried the ball 30 <laughs> times for 107 Honk. yards in Pittsburgh's road upset of the Chiefs. If Dallas had given the ball to Ezekiel Elliott 30 times, he would have rushed for 170 yards against the Packers, and the Cowboys be playing this weekend, too. When you have a great back, you ride him as far as he can carry you. Bell okay. is a great back. Ronnie, apparently it's just our Renai Homer of the week, so exactly. who do you have? I love, Le- I love Le'Veon Bell, but I believe they rode him right to the two-yard line, but not into the end zone. You can't win a game zero to zero, which is why my Renai game changer has to be Kicker Chris Boswell. I think he wrote Mr. Johnson, did he? Uh, <laughs> who set an NFL playoff record with six, count them, six field goals, meaning he scored all 18 points in the Steelers' 18-16 to win over the Chiefs. Without him, it would not only be a game changer, but it would be an AFC championship game changer because the Steelers wouldn't be in it. Without What's Bell, the- he's got to kick 70 yarders. <laughs> no problem. Wasn't he the guy who said to Mr. Johnson, play it again, Sam? <laughs> I'm going to take Ron. I'm going to do the, the, the homer of the week. I'm doing the Renai homer of the week. I'm doing New England running back Deion Lewis. You know, with the rest of the Patriots stunk. There he is. He didn't. One reason they're in the sixth straight conference championship game. Deion Lewis ran for a touchdown, got a pass for a touchdown, returned a kickoff for a TV, TD. And guess what? He can sing. Yes, he can sing. Congratulations, Deion. And thanks for the song. Did he well, run now, TV that year? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he should, did. should give him a TV. He should give him a TV for what he did. Uh, you know, now we're going to go from one of New England's best, that'd be Deion Lewis, to one of its finest. Ronnie, 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 yep, it's our own Ron Borges. 
Well, guys, you know, much will be made this week about the comments of Mike Tomlin, who seems to be, to find the Patriots socially objectionable, personally reprehensible, and not likely to pay their, their uh, Verizon wireless bill on time when the Steelers come to town on Sunday and his phones don't work. Uh, there will be ceaseless talk about bulletin board material and the deleterious effects of trash talking when facing the buttoned-up Patriots. But to me, it's all bogus. If trash talking was detrimental to your play, you never would have heard of Deion Sanders. Primetime would have been out of time. Who talked more smack than Ray Lewis, who gave the Sermon on the Mount of Trash Talk weekly? That'd be no one, and he wears two Super Bowl rings, and even Goose would concede he's a lock for the Hall of Fame when he becomes eligible. So first off, just for the record, they don't even have bulletin boards anymore. So where do you pin up the screaming headlines? Put it on snap face, as Bill Belichick would say. Coaches have been cursing out opponents since David first faced Goliath. Usually the one that emerged victorious did so because they had the biggest rock, not the quietest demeanor. Hell, as I recall, David was a little bit of a trash talker himself. He's a little dude who said of himself in Goliath, quote, Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Whoa! Classic bulletin board material. The Patriots will, of course, kill the Steelers with kindness all week. The Steelers will kill the Patriots with invective. Will New England's refusal to provide bulletin board material help them win? Bogus. Will the Steelers' obsession with running their mouths, which apparently starts at the top, help the Patriots? Bogus. Pinning the opposing quarterback to the ground will have a lot more to do with who goes to the Super Bowl than what is pinned on anyone's bulletin board. Can trash talk distract you from the business at hand? It can but only if you weren't good enough to handle your own business in the first place. Hey, Ron, David killed the lion and the bear. Where'd he finish in the NFC North? <laughs> well, anyway, killed a, that whistle. He killed a colt and he won the South. <laughs> that whistle means we're near the end of our show. So tell Aaron Rodgers to start warming up, guys. We're going to the two-minute drill now. Should the Texans have fired offensive coordinator George Godsey, his, his, his offensive quarterback, Brock Osweiler, or the guy who decided to give Osweiler $37 million in guaranteed money? The GM who made the decision, Rick Smith. You know what? Maybe Mr. Smith should go to Washington and find out how GM does business. Same as Watergate. Follow the money. The Packers-Cowboys game did a record TV number, but overall the divisional playoffs were off 3%. Is the NFL losing its grip on America? Nope, because 98% of America doesn't have a grip. America just loves America's team. Bo Jackson says if he knew about CTE, he would never have played football. Does Bo know CTE? He did, before he played football. If he knew about hip injuries, he wouldn't have played football either. <laughs> Ouch. Chip Kelly interviewed for the head coaching job in Jacksonville, then went that went to Doug Marone. Now Tom Coffin's interviewing Kelly as possibly Marone's offensive coordinator. Should Marone feel like Julius Caesar on the Ides of March? Nope, because Caesar conquered Gaul. Doug Marone couldn't conquer Buffalo. By 2018, they could all be gone, and Coffin will be coach and general manager. For the 14th time in the past 16 years, the AFC Super Bowl quarterback will be either Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, or Peyton Manning. What does that say about the NFL today? If you want to get to the Super Bowl, better have a franchise quarterback to punch your ticket. Merely says AFC has always been a three-horse race. Hamilton, Ohio County Prosecutor Joe Deters says he's holding off prosecuting Pac-Man Jones for behaving, quote, boorishly and foolishly while drunk until he sees if the NFL suspends him for four games and costs him two million bucks. Is the NFL now part of our legal system? It always was, Ron. Meet your judge, jury, and executioner, Mr. Roger Goodell. It has been ever since Deflategate. NFL law trumps court law. 
You have to make one 50-yard field goal to go to the Super Bowl. Who do you want? Mason Crosby, Chris Boswell, or Adam Vinatieri? Justin Tucker. Crosby. He's from Texas. The others are not. What's Tony Romo's future in Dallas? As long as he keeps the ribs on the menu, restaurant stays where it is. Did not report to minicamp, did not pass go, did not collect your $20 million. That's the end of the game. We'd like to thank Chris Dolman, Dan Fouts, and Jeff Legwell for joining us, Derek Burns for producing us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or dial us up on iTunes or your podcast app. Otherwise, look for us at this time and on this station next week. We'll be here. We hope you will be, too. Now, the reminder that the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Little Caesars has five hot and ready items at only five bucks each. Choose from a large hot and ready classic, eight-piece Caesar wings, four 20-ounce beverages, family-sized bacon cheddar-loaded crazy bites, or new family-sized cinnamon-loaded crazy bites. It's a deal so great, even my newborn is excited. What's that? She just said cinnamon-loaded crazy bites? Her first words. $5 hot and ready deals, only at Little Caesars. At participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.18%, APR 4.35%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. Seems like everyone's got an idea for a startup. From innovations like laundry sharing to startups that help other startups start up. Well, rather than starting up, Motel 6 is starting fresh by renovating rooms nationwide, still for a great low price. It's a smart place to invest your capital every time you venture. Unlike my cat cologne startup, fail. I'm Tom Bodet and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Make and receive business calls using our iPhone and Android apps. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Forward your calls to any phone and even get your voicemails transcribed. Join over 250,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system.